0: Welcome to Kink's Way International Christian Center Toronto, where we are raising champions and taking territories. We are sure this teaching will be a huge blessing to your life. For more information, visit www.kicccanada.ca. Now, get ready to be transformed by the word. Hallelujah. Praise God. Let me look for four people. Just move around. Four people say, Are you ready for this month? Tell them, Is there room in your bank account for more? Are you ready? Look for two more people. Say, There's more coming. There's more coming. Hallelujah. Praise God. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. Praise God. You see, this is a good month. Normally, people don't come to the altar to give me advice, but it's fine. I've had like four or five hands already. Glory to God. Praise God. Thank you so much, guys. Please, I'll need you back in exactly 25 minutes. All right? Playing softly. Glory to God. Please be seated in God's presence. As you would have noticed, every month, God gives us a word for the local church. And through our senior pastor, Pastor Matthew, God gives us a word um, globally, all okay, KICC branches, Um, for the month also. And I had, interestingly, God has given us words into almost the year of 2019. I know if you wake me up, um, I say, what, what are we going to be talking about in March 2019? I can tell you confidently. Um, But for this month, God kind of brought forward the topic of increase. And when that happened, I knew that it was going to coincide with what uh, was going to be the global theme. And I knew that God is set to do something that I missed. Praise God. And the word for us, what will be considered in, in the month um, of November is increase. Somebody say increase. Okay, you don't believe it yet. Somebody say increase like you believe it. Glory to God. Somebody say increase again. I'm going to read from Psalm 71 verse 20. Psalm 71 Verse 21. I know we read it in the King James. It says, thou shalt increase my greatness. All right. It says, thou shalt increase my greatness and you will comfort me on every side. Now, in the New Living Translation, it says that you will restore me to even greater honor. If that is somebody's testimony, I want you to say big amen. In the message, it says, bring me up. Somebody say, bring me up. bring me up. Now, I don't know how many of you have been down before. I just want to give you prior warning. Please let your mind be here this morning. And get ready to say the amen of faith. Did you hear that? You know there are two kinds of amens. Or maybe three kinds. There's the amen of in Jesus' name. For righteousness' sake, amen. There's the amen of, hmm, is that even remotely possible? Hello? When the prophets went and told the king, he said, this time tomorrow, barley, wheat will sell for this amount. (laughs) Even if the king said amen, what kind of amen would they have said? like, amen. Somebody is minister of finance and economics. You see, sometimes we are too intelligent to receive what God has for us. We calculate too much. The guy said, it is not impossible. He said, even if God should open the windows of heaven, can you imagine that? If God should open the windows of his name. <laughs> Praise God. Glory to God. So I want to encourage you to say a lot of amens. Believing amens. And there's the kind of amen you say that deep down within your spirit, you know that God has done it. Alright? That's the one we need this morning. Did you hear that? There's a very strong prophetic anointing in the house this morning. And don't miss out on it. Did you hear that? During the week, my wife came to me and said that she, she, she did it very jokingly. She said, Pastor, please prophesy into my life. I was laughing. I said, what do you mean prophesy into my life? And she said, do you remember that you've said a couple of things And they have happened exactly the way you said them. I said, I can't even remember. And then she reminded me the first one, the second one, the third one, the fourth one. Ah, I said, there's something happening. She said, please. I said, what is your desire? And she listed about four or five things. I prayed and I agreed with her. And I said, it will be done in the name of Jesus. And she said, okay, she's saying it again. (laughs) Glory to God. And I believe that those things are done. Praise God. So don't miss out, all right? God is here. Did you hear that? God is here. There are times, God told me, he said that you've been teaching for the past four months. It is time to release into the lives of the people. All right? This is not a teaching service. This is a prophetic service. And if you will believe it, only if you will believe it, you will experience this increase in Jesus' name. In the mighty name of Jesus. Now, before I start releasing those words into our lives, I need to prepare our minds To receive what God is set to do. The word of God says here that you will increase my greatness. You will increase me on every side. I speak into your life that greatness is coming to your home. Increase on every side. In the mighty name of Jesus. Glory to God. Now let me quickly just lay some foundation very quickly. Very, very quickly. The Bible says in 3 John chapter 1 verse 2. Just one, one One chapter anyways. 3 John verse 2. It says, Beloved, I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper and be in good health even as your soul, what? Prospers. Now, some people have used that verse to teach on emotional prosperity leading to physical and all of those. Now, um, I don't know what Bible they are reading. But my Bible tells me that it is God's desire for us to prosper And for us to be in good health. Do you believe that? Do you know there are people who, who, they don't just don't believe, but they detest the whole idea of prosperity in the church. Do you know there are people like that? I, I stumbled on a video once and I saw so much hatred. The guy took clips from different preachers. And when they said you'll be blessed, the guy was convincing people that it is not the will of God to bless his children. Even the scripture that talks about healing, it says that he was wounded for our transgressions and by his stripes we were healed. When he got to that part, he said the scripture wasn't talking about physical healing. It was talking about spiritual healing. I was like, how much can the devil cheat people? How much? How can you accept that God wants you to be poor? See, if you believe that God wants you as a believer to be poor, you are in the wrong church. Did you hear that? Hello? In this place, God blesses us blesses us spiritually, blesses us physically, blesses us financially, blesses us materially, blesses us emotionally, blesses us mentally. Did you hear that? This is a church where God's favor is manifest in every area of our lives. Glory to God. In fact, those people, I don't know the heaven they are going to because they will be very uncomfortable in heaven. Very. Some people cannot do wealth. When you get to a place and the street is gold, won't you faint? <laughs> Praise God. The Bible says the streets are made of gold. Our God is a lavish God of abundance. It is my prayer that abundance will locate your house in this month of November. In the mighty name of Jesus. It says that God's desire is for us to prosper. What kind of father will take pride in seeing their own child look tattered? What kind of father? What kind of father is that? Have you thought about it? Praise God. Psalm chapter 35, verse 27. Let the Lord be magnified, who delights and takes pleasure in the prosperity of his servant. Is that your Bible? I didn't write that verse. It says that let the Lord be magnified, who delights and takes pleasure in the prosperity of his servant. Tell your neighbor, say, God takes pleasure in my prosperity. Look for another neighbor. Say, God takes pleasure in my prosperity. Glory to God. Now, we need to understand this, right? I know that there is a, there is a wrong way to teach this message. Hello? Are we still together? And when the Bible talks about prosperity, it doesn't, talk, it doesn't imply just money. If you reduce it to money, you are choosing to miss out. Hello? 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 Are we still together this morning? So, the, the, when, the, when the Bible talks about prosperity, it is an all-inclusive passage. Let's open very quickly. Which one should I take us to now? Let's go to 2 Corinthians. 2 Corinthians chapter 9. Glory to God. 2 Corinthians chapter 9. Let me read from verse 6. 2 Corinthians... 9 from verse 6. Tap your neighbor say, are you ready? Second Corinthians chapter 9. I'm going to read from verse 6 and we're going all the way to verse 8. It says, remember this, whoever sows sparingly will also reap sparingly. And whoever sows generously will also reap generously. Verse 7, it says, each of you should give what you have decided in your heart to give not reluctantly or under compulsion. Is that in your Bible? It says, for God loves a cheerful giver. Now, that verse is very loaded. Verse 8 says, and God is able. Somebody say, God is able. Now, that scripture tells us about the God part of the equation. In terms of ability, God is able to do it. Hello? Do you know there are some people... That they cannot do good to too many people at once. They can't. Because their resources are limited. No matter how good their intentions are. Are we still together? I heard the story once of a guy. Every time I share this, I laugh. And I know it is not funny. Because I've been in that shoes before. This young guy was preparing for his marriage. And he was running about, running about, planning. For those of you who have been involved in wedding planning, you know what it takes. And for those who are coming up, all right, it's fun, all right? Don't be scared. It's a lot of fun, praise God. He was doing all the running about, and he had this very wealthy uncle who said, ah, how is planning going? How can I help you with the planning? What has been done? What has not been done? I said, I said, uncle, see, however you want to help me, just help me. And the uncle said, okay, don't worry. I'll take care of the drinks. was like, oh. Thank you so much. God bless you. So they went on planning, planning, planning. One month to the wedding, uncle will send money for drinks. Three weeks to the wedding, uncle will send money for drinks. One week to the wedding, uncle will send money. Few days to the wedding, reluctantly. Just called uncle. Uncle, wedding is next weekend. What's going on? Oh, I'm so sorry. I'm going to get in touch with you by tomorrow. Finally, please remind me. When the uncle will get in touch tomorrow, guess what happened? I think he sent two crates or so. Two (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> when the guy when the guy saw it he, he, I send the money for two crits when the guy saw it you know when you are not sure whether you should start crying or you should praise God praise God for those of you who have experienced remarkable disappointment God will replace it with remarkable breakthrough in the mighty name of Jesus every source that you have thought would come true and did not come true God is opening up new sources that he will take the glory for. In the mighty name of Jesus. Glory to God. So even when man desires to do good, sometimes things change. People can be interesting. sometimes. They will make promises. Glory to God. But this verse says that God is able to... Is that your Bible? I want us to read it together. 2 Corinthians 9 I'm reading from verse 8 in the NIV. It says God is able to bless you abundantly. That's what my Bible says. God is able to bless you abundantly so that in all things is that your Bible? At all times having all you need. Is that your Bible? This verse is a it's a lavish verse. It just uses all, all abundance, anyhow. It says, You will abound in every good work. Praise God. Now, this is where we are going to. God is able. Somebody say, God is able. Look for two people. Tell them, God is able. Now, the Bible tells us here that the abundance and the blessings of God come into our lives so that we can do what? Every good work. Can you see that? Is that your Bible? Alright. Praise God. I want you to repeat that. Every good work. Now the first thing we must know. As far as divine prosperity is concerned. Is that God releases divine supply for good works. He releases divine supply for service. Did you hear that? And that is the mentality of kingdom prosperity. Not I'm going to buy that car and I will show them. I'm going to buy that watch and they will see. I'm going to move into that mansion and they will hear. If that is your mentality, then the blessings you are commanding, they are not divine blessings. At best, you will sweat it out and you might earn it if God permits. Praise God. Praise God. My resources are for God's use. Did you hear that? That's the mentality of kingdom prosperity. Do you know when the the, 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 the Israelites were coming out of Egypt? All of them knew that the reason why God was pulling them out was so that they would go and do what? Worship their God. That was the reason. It was always for service. Thinking about it for for service. When Pharaoh came and started negotiating, oh, let the women stay. Let the children stay. Let Let the animals stay and all of that. Moses said, we, our wives, our children... Our cattle, everything we are going that we might worship our God. Glory to God. People who were slaves in one night, they became millionaires. Do you know that? Do you know before the Israelites left Egypt, they left stinkingly rich? Glory to God. Let, let me show it to you very quickly and you see the kind of blessing they have. Exodus chapter 12, verse 35 to 36. In the new century version, it says that the Lord caused the Egyptians to think well of them, favor first. And the Egyptians gave the people everything that they asked for. Did you hear that? Everything they asked for. So, somebody who was house girl yesterday would just say, oh, madam, that gold you wore yesterday, I want it. What happens? Take it. That diamond stone that we've been keeping, take it. The gold in the safe. Take it. The Bible says that they spoiled the Egyptians. Is that your Bible. Hello? Hello? Stripped. That's what you see. Different versions. Use strong words to describe what happened there. Why? Because they knew they would need resources to go and worship God. Are we still together? So the first thing we're establishing is that our wealth is for service and it is for good works. Glory to God. Glory to God. Now, the second thing we need to establish is that for us to enjoy the fullness of heaven. Now, let's look at it this way. Imagine if I had a big a big tank that was the size of this entire room, all right? That was the size of this entire room. And if I told people, come, I want to fill your tank, all right? And somebody came with a cup, another person came with a jug, another person came with a bucket, somebody came with a tank, and then somebody else Came with a large pipe. All right. Now let's start with the cup. Is the cup going to experience what I have to give? A little bit, right? Is the bucket going to experience what I have? A little bit more, right? Is the basin or tank going to experience? It's going to experience a lot of it. But you know what? You know what? What characterizes containers? Hello. Do you know what, even though one is experiencing more than the other, do you know the common denominator, the three of them, they don't get anything fresh. If, if you, like, take a cup size or a full tank size, the truth is that there is a limit to what you experience until you empty that and then we refill. That's when you experience something fresh, right? But imagine a pipe. Are you getting the message? A pipe, it is constantly flowing through it. You know, no pipe that water flows through is ever dry. Constant—it is constantly loaded because resources are flowing through it. There are some of us. The reason why we've not experienced divine supply is because nothing is flowing through us. The blessings come and they get tied down. Say, Father, one million. Yes, and God is saying, "Are you joking? What is this? There is more coming to your house." Glory to God. Glory to God. Tap your neighbor and say, be a giver. Don't be stingy. Look for someone else. Say, be a giver. Okay, this next one. Whisper it, say, "Do you, pay your tight. <laughs> Glory to God. Glory to God. So, the second thing we are establishing is that we are channels. We are not containers. Did you hear that? Philippians chapter 4, Philippians chapter 4, very quickly, Philippians chapter 4, Philippians chapter 4, I'll read from verse 10. Now, very, we, we, we always quote Philippians chapter 4. Verse 19, the Lord, that my God shall supply all of your needs according to his riches in glory. And that is a great scripture to quote. But let's look at the thoughts that led to that proclamation by Paul. This is Paul writing to the church in Philippi. Now from verse 10, he says, I rejoiced greatly in the Lord that at last you renewed your concern for me. Indeed, you were concerned, but you had no opportunity to show it. Is that in your Bible? It is my prayer that every good work you desire to do, the opportunity and the means to do it is released to your house. In the mighty name of Jesus, there are some of you that you want to feed people, you want to send people to school, but you know, you are looking at your account and you are saying, God, I know you can trust me to do this. It is my prayer that everything required to function at the level that you genuinely desire, it is released to you. In the mighty name of Jesus. Glory to God. It says that they desired to, but the opportunity was not there. It says, I am not saying this because I am in need. For I have learned to be content whatever the circumstances. I know what it is to be in need and I know what it is to have plenty. I have learned the secret of being content in any and every situation, whether well-fed or hungry, whether living in plenty or in want. Verse 13, I can do all things through him. Who gives me strength? Now we can see the context for that verse. Can we see it? Verse 14 says, Yet it was good of you to share in my troubles. Verse 15. Moreover, as you Philippians know, in the early days of your acquaintance with the gospel, when I set out for Macedonia, not one church shared with me in the matter of giving and receiving, except you only. Did you see that? Hello? Hello? Can I see that we believers can be interested sometimes? The man was preaching his soul out. Jumping from ship to boat. This one we have shipwreck; They would come out by the blood of Jesus. Jumping to that one. Come out by the grace of God. And the church, they were, just busy, they were just busy saying amen and downloading Rev. Nobody felt it was necessary to minister to his name. And the guy was a God here my supply. Praise God. Praise God. Now, see, this part I want to go to. I'll even go through it very fast. There is no pastor that is comfortable. Hello? Hello? There is no pastor anywhere that is comfortable teaching the people to bless their pastor. No pastor. Let me tell you how it works. When a pastor is invited as a guest minister to another church, you preach it, you say, take care of your pastor. No, no, no. When the guest minister comes to your own church, then they do it for you. That is how it is. It is an unwritten unsigned agreement among pastors so that you don't sound like you're hungry. Hello? Hello? But many of you know your pastor is not hungry. You know. I am not doing it because if you don't do it, your pastor will die. You are doing it because it is the right thing to do. And God rewards it. Praise God. Praise God. Someone told me one time I said there are two types of members. The member that we call and text and say, Pastor, are you praying for me? This prayer point, are you praying for me? Pastor, I don't remember. Ten times a day, Pastor, are you praying for me? And then somebody was just saying, Pastor, what's your shirt size again? He said, my shirt size is 54. Let me just call one ridiculous number. So you won't think i need shirts. <laughs> so my shirt, my shirt size is 65. You just go bam, just bring like 10 quality real cutting shirts. Boom. Now, the person we send sending text one million times, and the person who sold into pastor. who will pastor remember to pray for? As he's opening the cup, oh, in the life of sister this, in the life of brother this. <laughs> Praise God. <laughs> now, don't get me wrong. Every good pastor should pray for all their members, all right? And I pray for everyone. Praise God. Now, he says in verse 17, not that I desire your gifts. What I desire is more is that more be credited to your accounts? Did you see that? So when you do it, God credits your account. I have received full payment and have more than enough. I am amply supplied now that I have received from Epaphroditus the gifts you sent. They are a fragrant offering, an acceptable sacrifice, pleasing to who? Where is the man of God they gave to? He says that a pleasing sacrifice unto God. Is that in your Bible? He now comes in verse 19, the one we love to quote. He says, and my God. Woo! I'm sure the anointing Paul used to pray this prayer is different from the other anointings he used in other places. They had supplied to his needs. Praise God. Praise God. My God will meet all your needs according to the riches of his glory in Christ Jesus. It is my prayer that all of your needs will be met in the mighty name of Jesus. Now, let me just say this very quickly. Some people have said God wants to only meet your needs. He doesn't want to meet your wants. Hello? That is crap. I need to to choose my words carefully. That is (laughs) not good. Praise God. Okay, now let me ask you, what is your want and what is your need? Do you know? Do you know? Do you know? Some other people say, some, let me see, we are debunking a lot of myths so that the increase that is coming will receive all of it. Do you hear? The other myth is, people say stuff like, um, every time you go to the presence of God, don't ask for anything. Just go there and worship. Just go, just go there and worship. Now, it sounds nice, right? Yeah. And it, do, it doesn't it sound nice? It sounds very righteous, right? It sounds righteous, right? Now, hold that thought. Imagine that Bill Gates, all right, comes to this church just to fellowship with us. And then everybody will just say that we will just discuss with him. Hello, we will just discuss with him. And then he goes like, the Lord ordered my steps to fellowship in this place today. I don't know what your needs are, but I'm willing to be a blessing to you. And we just go like, we just want you to fellowship with us, you know. Just, just enjoy the fellowship. Just, <laughs> just enjoy the fellowship, all right? Are we being righteous and pious? But we're also missing out. Hello? Something like you're using too much of a worldly, worldly example. Okay, so let's say Pastor Matthew comes and visits us, all right? Our own senior pastor. And then he comes here. And then he ministers powerfully. Everybody is blessed. Everybody is anointed. Um, because he's our pastor, we, we are to minister to him, right? We are to minister to him. And because he's our father, he's also to minister to us, right? If we have no project, nothing we are believing God for, not absolutely, we are just like this, bam. And he says, oh, pastor, I'm leaving. Oh, he says, okay, yeah, save Johnny, sir. Um, the flight is covered in the blood of Jesus. We, we have been intelligent that will have been extremely stupid. We'll have missed out on a whole lot of both physical, material, and spiritual release. Now, this is the point. There must be something in your hands that the blessing comes upon. Did you hear that? A desire, an expectation, the work of your hands. Something that the blessing comes upon. There must be something you are believing God for. Did you hear that? Glory to God. I said glory to God. Now, very quickly, I just need to say this. Um, let me say this and then we will we'll spend time praying. Should I keep? I think I should say this. Now, poverty is not necessarily the lack of money, and prosperity is not necessarily the presence of money. Did you hear that? If your definition of poverty and prosperity is money only, Then you've missed out on a lot. Now, let me tell you what I mean. Now, there are some people today, the day they buy a Gucci bag, you must know that they have bought a Gucci bag. That behavior is a characteristic of poverty. Now, do they have money? Of course, Gucci bags are not cheap. They have money, but deep down in their mind, they are still poor. Did you hear that? Hello? Now, the flip side of that is there are people who, they might not have the resources to buy a Gucci bag. But they see somebody who is in need. And they take of what is not enough. They release it to help that person in need. And they come back and say, Father, thank you because I have been a blessing to this person. Next time, I'll be able to do more. Do you know, some people even doing this without saying, Father, anything. They don't even believe in God, but they've learned to give. That is a characteristic of prosperity. Did you see that? Even when the money is not so much. Let me tell you the strength of poverty. And I'm going to end here. The strength of poverty is ingratitude. The battery that powers poverty is is ingratitude. In every miracle of provision, that we're going to be looking at this next week, that you see in the Bible, God always took what looked like nothing and he turned it to something. Did you hear that? That means there is something in your hand that you can either choose to say this is nothing. It might be an idea. It might be a startup. It might be a new business. It might be that job you are doing that can barely pay your rent. You have two choices. Either to say, what is this among so many? What is this? Like when they brought the bread and the fish to Jesus. Say, so look at the thousands of people. Philip said that even if we had a half year's wage, we cannot feed these people but bring it. Now, the key that powers prosperity is thanksgiving. The Bible says that Jesus took it and he lifted it up and he did what? He gave thanks. He did not prophesy, say, Father, increase this. No, he didn't mention increase in his prayer. The only thing he did was that he gave thanks. There was something that he thought was nothing. The book in Second Kings chapter 4, I believe, the wife of the prophets or the sons of the prophet who just died that was in debt. Elisha said, What can I do? What do you have in your house? What was the first thing she said? She said, I have nothing except now. Every time you think you have nothing, you are wrong. There is never a time you have nothing. Did you hear that? Hello? Are we still together? There is never a time that you have nothing except you seal it up and you condemn it as nothing. He said, I have nothing except a little child boy. said, oh, go to your neighbor's borrow." When Elijah was sent to the widow of Zarephath and he got to the house of the widow, he said, give me bread. The woman, what did she say? She said, I have what? Nothing except. What is that except in your life? You think it is Nothing. If you will raise it up and give thanks, that's same thing. The increase of the Almighty will come on it. In the mighty name of Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus. See, there is real increase coming into your house. There is real money coming into your house. There are new connections and new relationships that might not produce money yet. In fact, they might not even produce money. But there are relationships that will change your life forever. Breakthroughs that will make it difficult for people to recognize you. In the mighty name of Jesus, if you believe it, say amen. If you believe it, say amen. I stand as a prophet of the almighty God and I decree into your life that luck comes to an end. In the mighty name of Jesus. How many of you are tired of luck? Hello, hello. How many people are genuinely tired of luck? There is a lot to do in the kingdom of God. A lot to do. A lot to do a lot to do in the kingdom of God and God needs to release that money many times God is looking at his children and they are not ready they are not ready they are thinking of the next suits the next coats the next that and God is saying there's so much I want to do can I trust you with kingdom finances it is my prayer that everyone will trust you with resources in the mighty name of Jesus everyone will trust you with divine resources in the mighty name of Jesus, everything you have been managing, everything you have said, what is this among so many? It is my prayer that divine supply, divine increase comes upon it. In the mighty name of Jesus. Why don't we do something prophetic? Rise up on your feet. Look at your life. What is that thing that looks like nothing? It looks like it is not enough. It might be your pay, it might be your paycheck. It might be whatever it is that looks like it is not enough. I want you to think about it for 10 seconds. It looks small. I want you to now thank God for it. So don't say, Father, bless this increase. Say, Father, I have this. I am thankful. I have this. I am grateful. I know where I used to be. I know that I am no more where I used to be. Look at my quality of life now. God, it is you that made it possible. I thank you for this job. might not be the best job in the world i thank you for this job i thank you for this business idea the world might not have heard of us yet but i thank you for this business idea i thank you for this solution you've helped me to develop the world might not know jack about it yet but i thank you for this come and say i thank you father for this thing that looks small there is never anything you want there is nothing It might seem as nothing. And you might say, what is this among so many? But the increase of the Lord is coming upon it. In the mighty name of Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus. In Jesus' name we have prayed. In Jesus' name we have prayed. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Glory to God. Glory to God. How many of us are ready to receive the blessings from the deep? The Bible talks about blessings from the deep. It says that the cattle on a thousand years belongs to who? Your daddy. Hello? Do you know who you are? Do you know what you have? Your father owns all of these things. I cannot live in lack anymore. I cannot live in lack anymore. For some people, they are saying, you know this increase... I like how it sounds, but it is my own body. I need the touch of God in my body. It is my prayer that the manufacturer of body parts, for any part that is defective, there will be a spiritual surgery and a divine replacement. In the mighty name of Jesus, there are miracles taking place already in this place. Can we prepare the communion? There are miracles taking place already in this place. There are miracles taking place already in this place miracles taking place already in this place miracles taking place in this place miracles taking place I stand amazed in your presence there is nothing you cannot do I stand amazed in your presence. There is joy, peace, and hope. There is joy, peace, and hope. There is no one. Oh. there's no one like you, Jesus. Jesus, there's no Teach for God. the spirit of the Lord say clearly that for someone here there is going to be an increase in your manifestation of the gifts of the spirit did you hear that for someone here there is going to be an increase in your manifestation of the gifts of the spirit what that means is that the words of knowledge God will give to you will be laser precise thank you laser-precise, clear-cut. Some of you, God will give you words and they will include names. God will give you, show you visions and they will include surnames. They will include addresses. Pinpoint laser precision. And God says it, it won't be tied to anything you can explain. It is a release of mercy. In the mighty name of Jesus, why don't you just raise your hand to everyone and begin to pray in other tongues? Raise your hands to heaven and begin to pray in other tongues. Mabelege de Bosobrana, Kale Uparuka Tuza Legadiaba, Lemo Tuza Drenene, Kele de Bogosha, Lama Karada Bagazalagi de Deza, Min Brana Calaba de Ebesa, Losho Bruno Mokorotobo Lakel le deboso Lilika hipra diga zi Gele de no Moko to Labra neke leke teze bruno nonso loge Lega na ka Hendele tusa brin ke lebosa Likahabbra na gadie toboso toye lenda runa lekedeze prono kosho Le brana karout vi, Lira non non so lege de borotobe la laparooko solo me prene ke je le magri lege de boru kagaraaba so la bi salaga. laranne monos non so tolé, de bon so to salaga di do Nekaranamaka Shalabi lese drenement sotle aba landa recommence soteye gede bogoro do moroto la di la paranamaka legedede lembronoko sodo yegede lekere mon sotoyet lembranakadi ebegededo sopara namaka diaga bless your name jesus bless your name jesus In Jesus' name, we are afraid. In Jesus' name, we are afraid. I'm going to read from Exodus chapter 14. I'm going to read verse 13 and 14. Exodus chapter 14, verse 13 and 14. Moses answered the people, Do not be afraid. Stand firm. And you will see the deliverance the Lord will bring you today. The Egyptians you see today, you will never see again. The Lord will fight for you. You need only to be still. Glory to God. That's the word we are standing on for our communion this morning. Let me read it again. Moses answered the people, Do not be afraid. Tap your neighbor say, Fear not. Look for someone will say, Fear not. Sir, I know you have reason to be scared, but fear not. The Bible says the righteous, they're as bold as a lion. Say, fear not. That situation will not be the end. Did you hear that? What looks like, it doesn't make sense. What if you yourself, you've written off, you stop praying about it. Tell your neighbor, say, fear not. Stand firm. And you will see the deliverance the Lord will bring to you today. The Egyptians you see today, you will never see again. Do you know that was the last time they actually saw the Egyptians? The, the very last time. Some of us, there are situations that we've gone through, and we've received what looked like the victory. Maybe we've even testified, and then it came again. And you're like, oh my God, I thought I thought I was done with this, and then you trust and believe God, and then He leaves, and then He comes again, by virtue of the power in His blood and in His flesh. Every recurring and repeating pattern that is not in line with the promises and with the word of God for your life they come to an end today in the mighty name of Jesus that ugly situation that keeps on popping up when you are rejoicing and happy that my joy is full it just raises its ugly head we decree that that Egyptian we've seen before we will never see it again in the mighty name of Jesus affliction will not rise a second time The victory we are receiving is permanent in the mighty name of Jesus. It says you will see the deliverance of the Lord today. The Lord will fight for you. You will only need to be still. And that's a word for someone. Someone said be still. Be still. Do you know what that means? It means that logically speaking, there is something you can do about the situation. But your might cannot bring you victory. Bible says by strength shall no man prevail. Your strength will not bring you that victory. Be still, let God fight for you. That particular battle, leave it. Leave it for God to fight for you. Sometimes you want your voice to be heard. You want your opinion to be on record on the martyr. God says, leave it. Let me fight this battle for you. Leave it. Let me fight this battle for you. There is nobody that can battle with the Lord. Nobody. Did you hear that? That song says, who can battle with the Lord? Nobody can battle with the Lord. Victory belongs to Jesus. Victory belongs to Jesus. Victory belongs to Jesus. And we are on the winning side. Did you hear that? We are on the winning side. We know how this ends. We win. We win in the mighty name of Jesus. I want to build your expectation. As we share the communion, this is not communion as usual. The word of the Lord in this season is clear. Increase, greatness, harvest. During the prayer time, we we're talking about the seeds we've sown in the past. Yeah, some of us, you are literally telling God that God opened that book of remembrance for me. Some of us have sown, we've given all, everything at the point in our lives. Everything. And it looks like maybe these pastors have started lying. Maybe this thing doesn't work. And God is saying that He was waiting for the right moment. Did you hear that? Open your eyes very quickly. Let me explain something to us, and then we'll go ahead to the communion. Hello? Are are you with me? In the New Testament, there are two words used in the Greek to describe time. Two words. The first one is chronos. Did you hear that? Chronos. Everybody knows chronology. Even some wristwatches put chrono, chronometer, right? That's the first one. It measures time, day to day, moment to moment, second to second. The other word used is kairos. Somebody say kairos. Kairos means an appointed time. A fullness of the best example of a kairos moment is pregnancy. The time of life is nine months. If you sow a million seeds, you cannot conceive today and give birth today. Is that possible? You can't. If you confess, Father, your word says, before Zion travels." Nine months. Fullness of time. Did you hear that? Fullness still. So, Kairos moments are divinely appointed destiny orchestrations that they must happen. Did you hear that? It, it must happen. And I know that this is a Kairos moment for us as a church because it's a moment of increase. The words are just being reconfirmed, 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 reconfirmed. It means that there is a fullness. There is something we have abhorred for months. Something we've abhorred, maybe for years. In your family, individually, something you've abhorred for a long time. That time of delivery is now. Did you hear that? That thing you've been holding on to, it is our Kairos moment as a church. And I believe that very strongly. That the time of increase has come. Increase that we will not be able to explain. It has come to us. In the mighty name of Jesus. So I want to build your expectation. As we are taking this communion. Build your expectation. That father your blood. Flows through my veins. My veins can't just remain the same. I am eating your flesh. It won't be like nothing happened. Let me be reinvigorated for deliverance everything that I have broken away from I have permanently broken away from them the Egyptians have seen those diseases, those sicknesses, those victories that testimony you've given to me, the enemy can't steal it it is sealed in the mighty name of Jesus glory to God let's share the communion very quickly I'll I'll take last, Let's, let's serve the people first oh is that flow that makes me white as snow no other found i know nothing but the blood Solemnly, wonder working power in the blood of the lamb, of the lamb, there is power, 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 Power. in the precious, in the precious. Jesus Jesus There is something About That name He said Master Savior Jesus a fragrance after the rain, oh we call you Jesus, he is Jesus, he is, Jesus. He is Jesus, let all heaven, let all heaven and earth. Way we'll all pass, so but there is something, but there's something about that name. There is power in the name of Jesus, there is power in the blood of Jesus, there is power in the name of Jesus, fathers. We take your blood and we take of your body this morning. We do this in remembrance of you, we partake of you. Your word says, if the spirit that raised Jesus Christ from the dead dwells in you, that same spirit will quicken our mortal bodies, vitalize our mortal bodies. Father, as we drink of your blood this morning, as we eat of your flesh this morning, our bodies are vitalized. Our souls are vitalized. Our minds are vitalized. There is no room for disease or infirmity in our beings. In the mighty name of Jesus, we take this communion unto deliverance. We take this communion unto separation. Every evil going on around us will never come near our dwelling place. In the mighty name of Jesus, we take this communion unto increase. Everything we lay our hands to do prospers. In this month of November, we take this communion unto protection. There is a release and a dispatch of your angels. Over each and every one of us here. In the mighty name of Jesus, we will not dash our foot against the stone. We will not be be, be disenfranchised. We will not be confused. We will not be in a state of helplessness. Every day of this month, we enjoy divine help. Angels minister to us. In the mighty name of Jesus. Let us eat together the bread. Let's drink the blood. The next one minute, just pray in the spirit. Solemnly, my pele pruna hukaba shap kalagedo prinezigaba la prahuga zaba galadia nombri hikama tsuzilege mandrena pashalava negere nemoswe the presence of the Lord is in this place what would you do with his presence father we know you are here I ask you to bless your people bless your people let them know that you were here with us bless your people put rejoicing in their hearts, put dancing in their faith, put smiles on their faces. Father, I speak depth, consolation to your children, miraculous supply and provision. We know you have come with spiritual gifts, but Father, as the pastor over this place, I ask that you give your children testimonies that they will come back next week to testify for, that they will know that it is you who did it. You will glorify your name in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, Father, because it is done in Jesus' name. We have prayed, in Jesus' name, we have prayed, in Jesus' name, we have prayed, prayed. to worship.